Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. I'm Melissa Edgington. It's good to be back with you. It's been quite a while since we hit the internet waves. We've been on summer... Summer sabbatical. (laughs) Accidentally. Yeah. Don't you love sabbaticals when guys talk about them? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, actually taking a sabbatical right now. Really? How do you get to take a sabbatical? I just don't think I would like the sabbatical. Yeah. I think I would get, I would feel like I was out of the loop on things. No matter what I did on the sabbatical, when I came back, I'd feel like I wasted it. So it's better not to take one. Yeah, I would feel behind. Yeah, I'd feel behind and and, and accomplished. It's like every summer, you feel like, I'm going to do all this stuff with the kids. And I'm going to teach them this and do this. And you just don't do it. I'm not saying you, I'm just talking about myself. This summer has been... It's been, this an un, it's been an unusual summer. It has. It's been so long. It feels like it's never going to end. And re- we only have like a, we still have a month left. That does not, that's not how it has felt at all. We've experienced two totally different summers. I guess. I just feel like it's taking a long time for anything to move. You always feel like summer is long because you hate it that you're the only one that has to get up and go I mean, to work. No, that's not it. I mean, I, I think it's more real. I don't, I like not having to get up and take the kids to school. This summer has been so busy yeah i think has been the difference because adelaide our almost seventh grader has been doing summer workouts so 20 days of the summer have started with her going to workouts. yeah so that's kind of tied us down a little bit mm-hmm. but i think it's been good for her yeah and today she got her 20th workout in 20 which means she gets a t-shirt yeah. oh yeah we did all this for a t-shirt <laughs> like hmm I can go to 22-hour workouts this summer and get a T-shirt. Or I can go get one at Walmart for $5. <laughs> it wasn't just for the T-shirt. It was for bragging rights. Oh, I would, I would, if I was her, the reason I would have done it is at maybe the first pep rally of the year. In front of the whole school, the kids who made the 20 workouts get to go down and receive their T-shirt and line up. Yeah. And I would say, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. For the glory. <laughs> but in the process, she's gotten really strong and faster, and she mm-hmm. has really she's got some confidence. Gained some endurance. Yeah, endurance so and confidence. Really good. It's been good for her. And she doesn't like it at all, but she does like, um, you know, the coach, the football coaches, Coach Young, and uh, there have been a few other coaches that have been up there and worked with them. And they've made it, I think, as fun as they can make it for her. Yeah, and she likes lifting weights. Yeah, she likes to lift weights. Because <laughs> you don't have to run when you lift weights. Yeah. Yeah, lifting weights is not she takes cardio. A, she's taking a lot of pride in her strength now. She is yeah. actually really strong. Yeah, she's strong. She's stronger than me. Yeah. Now she, now when something heavy needs to be carried, yeah. I just hate it to Adelaide. <laughs> Adelaide, can you open this pickle jar? <laughs> can you get this pickle jar open? Just can't seem to get it to budge. So, gosh, how long has it been since we've done a podcast? Oh, a yeah. month? Who knows? Who cares? I mean, it, you know. Summertime. It, summertime. Sabbatical. So a lot's happened. Yeah. I don't even know how long it's been since we did a podcast. Um, I, could, I guess I could look that it's up. It's been three or four weeks. Yeah, I know. definitely sometime in June, right? Yeah. So we don't have to know the exact date. Nobody cares. That's what, that's what I was trying to say. You know. But you're looking it I'm up. I'm looking it up because I'm curious now. 
Ooh. So we've done. Let's see. I, yeah, and I, we wanted to do one every week, and we really blew that. So. Well, it's summertime. Sorry. We're kind of off our schedule. Yeah, we're off the schedule. But we, we've wh- wanted to. We've had many times where we've thought, "Hey, we should uh, we should do a podcast," and then. Um, We've just been tired. Well, we were kind of like, we could do a podcast or we could watch TV and eat ice cream. Right. Yeah, let's watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe we should just wait and do the podcast tomorrow. Yeah, we did podcast number 36 on June, is it June 23rd? Yeah, June 23rd. So it hasn't quite been a month. Almost. Yeah. So we, we're, you know, one per month in it in the we're summer. We're really underachieving on the podcast. We'll do better. We, we always say that, but we will do better. But, you know, what's interesting is that that particular podcast, if I can look it up now, had a tremendous number of views. So that's always cool. Uh, actually, podcast number 36 has had 1,679 views. You mean listens? Listens, yeah. List downloads. That is amazing. That's crazy. I wonder if Alaska's finally tuned in. Surely, surely out of that, surely Alaska is of, on board now. Out of one thousand six hundred seventy-nine, maybe we've gotten Ala- one Alaskan. That was the only one, right? Even Hawaii has listened. Yeah, but nobody's listened in. Um, was the rap the rap button wasn't on that one? No. But one of the reasons that we that we've got such a high number there on the old podcast downloads is because you had a blog post over a topic which we have deliberately decided on tonight's podcast not to mention it's what i shall refer to as the unmentionable topic (laughs) because i mean it's maybe the most taboo thing that you could have written about and here you wrote about it don't say what it is why did you bring it up is the question i don't know you have no control over your own mouth it's like you told your mouth don't talk about it and now you can't no no, i didn't say don't talk about it i'm not going (laughs) to say those words i'm not going to talk about it Uh, and so if you can you i mean these people are not stupid well it's been all over the internet not just my article how many people have read your article about the most taboo thing you could write about i don't know Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand and something people have looked at this it's probably driven the podcast downloads. Um, and when you go look at what the topic was, it was really a response to what's going on in the culture. And I think we can't really, you know, as Christians, I think there's a great tendency to tr- sort of shrink back from talking about things like this. And, you know, as one of uh, your commenters said, boy, you just took it straight on, you know. You, you just went for it. And... It's this particular topics like pornography or the third rail, something you just don't mess with in the church. And he's like, not with you. (laughs) Well, the article that he's talking about was in response to a teen Vogue article that I'm sure that y'all have seen all over the Internet. Everybody's been writing about it, which was an an instructional guide for teens Mm -hmm. um, for a certain type of sex that Chad doesn't want to talk about. Um, <laughs> we'll not mention it. But um, anyway, that has been really interesting. It's been interesting to see all the reactions to mm-hmm. that Teen Vogue article. Yeah. And, and um, the comment section and what people are saying. And Melissa said, my dad must be so proud. Yes, yeah, so that there's a debate about this going on oh, in the blog. comment section. <laughs> <laughs> 
but man, it's That's really. But if you look at it, it's really a crisis. It truly is a crisis. Um, we seem to find ourselves in a culture that has really um, stepped outside of God's design for normative sexual relations. That's really. That's really all you can say. Yeah. And the you know when you. You know, I was talking to the kids last night at the refuge, which is our teen. The boys and girls separate, and they have a small group. And I went up there last night in the middle of the summer, and they the boys meet upstairs to have their little discussion group and talk about whatever the lesson had been. And I walked up there, and there was, there was you know, nearly a dozen boys just up there sitting around in a circle with the leaders talking. And... Uh, I was really happy to see them. I said, well, there's more of y'all here than I had a prayer meeting. And uh, we, st- we started talking about it, and I, s- I took my watch off, you know. I was, uh, it was one of these inspired illustrations, you know. Uh, so I took my watch off because it was the only thing I had in my, it, it was uh, within reach. And I said, imagine if I went home and I decided I was going to have steak. I was going to cook a big, nice, juicy steak on the grill. And then whenever I cooked my steak and put it on the plate, I took my, my watch off and tried to cut the steak with my watch and, and eat the steak with my watch. You know, I'm, I would be using the watch, surely I'm using the watch, but I'm not using it the way it's designed to be used. Mm. And so it's not going to work. And so people wind up frustrated. I think many, th- you know, in, not just in their sexual conquests, exploits, relationships, whatever you would say. I think whenever you use something... That God has designed, you use it for the wrong reason. Um, I mean, it would be frustrating to try to eat a steak with a watch. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> well, you're going sim- to you're going to experience a similar frustration when you take something that's designed for a really good thing, and multiple good things, and you use it for the wrong purposes. Right. Then you're going to find yourself frustrated. Right. And that's really you know that you can warn people and say that, but whenever. It's interesting that the cultural forces and satanic forces and the spiritual darkness is lying to them and saying, no, 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 don't listen to those people. They're just, they're lying to you about the design of this, Mm. you know. And then when it comes to the actual um, compatibility of organs that have been designed by God to function a certain way, the compatibility of the organs, they're saying, no, even though... It is as plain as can possibly be by the medical and scientific data that these organs are not compatible. That you're going to get sick. This is bad for human flourishing. Because all oh, those people are lying. Those people are not telling the truth. This is it's ridiculous. Yeah. And you can you can look at them and say, wait a minute. The whole purpose of this, one of the, the or at least the normative purpose of this whole thing would be to give life to make other human beings. You know, I mean, you could just run with it, and, and you make that argument. Wait a minute, you know, it's Adam and, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Well, I don't think we're making that. I mean, I think our argument is even a little more evolved than that, you know, <laughs> a little more nuanced than that. But I just remember, you know, talking to the kids about this, and they're like, what is gay? What is homosexual? And you, you talk about this, or and it could be any, any, any type of perversion of God's design. Not just, I'm not just picking on the homosexual flavor of the sin, of sexual sin. Well, but that article was not really from that perspective. No. But, but I mean, I'm just kind of say, saying that that article talks about something that is the way that male homosexuals 
relate. Right, right. So, you know, but I remember when the kids asked about that and they were, t- they, they thought about it in terms of rabbits. Remember that? They're like, well, uh, uh, what was it? Well, cotton ball and alabaster, I mean, they can't make babies. You wouldn't put them in the same cage to try, you know, because they, they just instinctively knew biologically. Yeah. And then, you know, we were talking yesterday at the, or the, the, at the surgery we went to the other day and there were a couple of people talking about, well, oh, I was a Girl Scout. Or <laughs> then one said, well, I was a boy. The man said, I was a Boy Scout. And the woman said, I was a Girl Scout. They were just talking, you know, I guess they were trying to find something in common. It was a nurse and, and a, uh, a husband of a woman in our church having a surgery. I was a Boy Scout. And I said, well, now you can just be whatever you want. You know, now you don't. Now, not only do you, you're not even bound by your own descriptions of, or your own the the limitations of of biology in any way. Mm-hmm. Just in your brain, you decide whatever you want to be. Well, the, this is the message that your kids are hearing. And 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 so you stand up and you say, "Wait a minute, I think here's what you know. You 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 if you stand up and you, I mean, maybe you disagree with me here, but don't you feel that sometimes when you write." And maybe when you write, you've got people that are agreeing with you, maybe in your echo chamber. There may not be a b- bunch of people that come over and, and yell at you about this. But do you feel like when you stand up and say, this is God's design for sexuality, do you feel like you're, you're saying something that you understand? is You almost feel like you, you can almost sense that you're saying something that pe- that's going to strike people as you being backward as you being strange yeah i know that that's the case i think that i think saying things like that in our current current culture is you know it seems out of place it seems odd you know i i always go back to this song that chad and i've listened to forever from a band we liked in college that they sang um they have this song that says the sound of lies ring funny against the truth. Well, in our culture that we live in today, it's like the sound of truth rings funny against, against all the lies. The lies. Yeah. And that's really what the article I wrote was about was just that we have to be talking about this. We can't be the kind of parents that can't say the term that Chad doesn't want to say on the podcast. <laughs> we have to talk about it. We have to be as open with our kids as at least as open as teen Vogue is with them I know yeah. about these things. Yeah. We can't shy away from it. We can't be too embarrassed to talk about it. We've got to go full force against the culture and say, look, everything that you're hearing out there, it goes directly oppositional to what God's word teaches and God's word is what we live by. And so mm-hmm. we need to know that and we yeah. need to recognize that whenever we're seeing lies in this culture from people who don't believe in God and who don't trust his word. Mm-hmm. And it struck a nerve, obviously that it's gone around on Facebook quite a bit. Um, and that must, it's always exciting when there's one going around like that, isn't there? Yeah, it yeah. is. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's, so you never know what's going to happen on the internet. Yeah. And in other blog news, um, there is an exciting giveaway going on right now. Until for about another what? See when is Ten your days. birthday? Your birthday is July. Your birthday is July thirty first. Thirtieth. Thirtieth. Yeah. yeah, close. <laughs> I knew it was the thirtieth. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. So I have the giveaway pinned to the top of my Facebook page. So if you aren't a Facebook follower of the Your Mom Has a Blog. Facebook page. Go and follow the page and 
enter to win my giveaway. It's a pretty big giveaway. There are quite a few things to win in it. And it's just one winner takes the whole thing. And it's really cute stuff. I mean, I would hang all of it in my house. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's awesome. So go and enter. You've still got 10 days. Yeah. And share it with your friends. And um, Like and share. Like and share. And the more you like and the more you share, you know, the more people see your mom has a blog. And me Melissa's media empire will expand. <laughs> the expansion of Melissa Edgington's empire. But that yours is a good empire. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad I'm a it's small... A, it's a tiny empire. I'm glad I'm a small part of a small empire. <laughs> With my funny voices on the podcast. <laughs> so... All right, so let's let's move on from that particular topic. Okay, so we got we got the cannot teen, be named the Teen Vogue article, which shall not be mentioned. <laughs> the exciting giveaway we've kind of covered the exciting. You can see all that on the blog. So since we did our last podcast, we went on vacation as a family, and we had the ultimate all American vacation. Mm -hmm. So we went on the week of the Fourth of July to Carlsbad Caverns. We were in Carlsbad Caverns on the Fourth of July. And I have never been to Carlsbad Caverns, and it was mind-boggling. It's amazing. Did it not blow your mind? Yeah, and I'd seen it when I was a boy. The uh, Chuck and Betty took us out there when we were, I don't, I don't remember what, what age I was exactly. Um, may, maybe 10, 11, 12, some, somewhere in that region. And it, I remember... That every uh, that was the maybe the first or second show cave I'd ever been to, and I and I've remembered ever since then that no other cave ever even came close to to what we're seeing. And I like I love going in caves. I'm I'm, I'm a spelunker at heart. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I know that's what cavers are called spelunkers is because they had a ride when I was growing up at Six Flags called Spelunkers Cave. Was, was that like, what? Kind of like the Tunnel of Love that yeah, is the Wiley yeah. Coyote ride now. Right. So they, they had the Spelunkers. I wish, I hope they kept those Spelunkers and they could maybe do like a retro bring it back kind of a thing. Yeah. Because the now the Yosemite Sam River adventure is getting lame. <laughs> That's like one of the main reasons I didn't re-up my season tickets. You can tell Six Flags that. Like, you know, Edgington's, he's bought season tickets for a while and he's not buying them anymore. Yeah. He's, 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 he thinks he really let it go on the Yosemite Sam ride. <laughs> They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't pull nonsense like they wouldn't have a ride like that in such disrepair at Silver Dollar City. The line is always long for that ride. I think you might be the only one. Yeah, but you. Well, way. I mean, the single, the little, you know, teeny boppers want to go in there and make out. No, they don't. They're going in there to see bugs. Don't tell me otherwise. I'm just <laughs> telling you. So anyway, I'm just saying if we weren't there with our kids, I might give you a little kiss. Back to Carlsbad Caverns. A little kiss there on the Spelunker Cave. We were in a gift shop today, and Emerald saw one of those willow tree, you know, those willow tree figures oh, yeah, of yeah. the parents and the babies, and there was a couple that was, like, embracing, mm -hmm. and she said, look, there's you and Daddy when you hug and kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so fun <laughs> to gross your kids out by <laughs> hugging and kissing. Like, I like to hug and kiss you because your lips are so sweet and soft, but I also love the visceral reaction that the kids have to it, where... <laughs> I think they're going to dry heave. <laughs> no, but I saw that cave when I was a kid, and and, uh, and I've always liked caves. And it it was 
going back a second time as a 42-year-old, you know, I mean, I, I could not, I mean, I really couldn't believe, I wanted to even go back the next day because I couldn't believe, I was like, maybe if I went and, you know, ate at Taco Bell and came back the next day or something, maybe I could perceive it better because I wouldn't be shocked at how I amazing to, it is. I wanted to go back the next day, too, because I really want to go back and do some of the other tours that... They don't let kids under 12 on. No, 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 I want to no, do no, the no, ones no, where no, you... No, 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 I'm not doing those. I want to do the no, ones no, 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 where no. you crawl through Forget spaces. That. I'm not going to get down on my belly in a cave. I want to do the... Um, no, you don't mean The that. lantern tour. Now, that sounds fun, the lantern tour. Yeah. You know, and, and they even... What I want to do is go into those rooms that no one's ever seen. You know? I don't think they're going to let you do that. Oh, we're sitting there, you know, the tour guide's talking. We did take one of the tours that you could take the kids on called the King's Palace Tour or King's Chamber or something palace. like that. Well, King's, pa- King's Palace. Yeah. And our tour guide was a, she was a storyteller. She was. She said, you know, there, there are some people that are more into the geology, you know, and they, I guess they give tours and they talk about the age of the formations and so on. And she said, I'm more interested in the stories. And so uh, every room we went into, she had some stories, and she was pretty. She was pretty good. I liked she was, her. She was, quir- the, you know, she was only, quirky. She was a little quirky. She was quirky. The only thing I didn't like is her hat. I. Then why do they make those girls wear those uh, Smokey? The, uh, what's the guy's name? Smokey the Bear hats. I like their hats. I don't know. The thing is that when she said, "Hey, I'm into the stories and the history," I looked at Adelaide and said, "Yes, she's going to tell us all this yeah. history." Well, what she actually did was she. Like she, 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 it's like she linked every formation to some Greek myth or right, or right, Indian right. fable or something. Yeah. It and, was I, and I knew when that was going on, I was like, this is way too cerebral for Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part of the whole tour was, you know, we're way down in there, 875 feet below ground. And she turns off all the lights oh. and it is pitch black. The darkest dark I've ever seen. I mean, there was no light anywhere. You could not see anything. Yeah. It was it was like, it was almost suffocating the dark. I thought, uh, yeah, it was. It, was, and, it did um, feel like it was just. You felt. I guess that's what it's like to be blind. I it guess. was crazy. Dark. Um, and then she told us a story about how the the kid who later became a man, as they do, um, came into the cave all by himself, mm. and he just had a candle, and his candle went, went out. out. Yeah. And she was kind of reenacting him trying to light matches in there. And then mm. she showed us what it looked like in the cave with just, just one, one candle. candle. Which you, and it's really spooky. Yeah, it was yeah. super. It's hard, it was, hard to imagine what that would have been like to go in that place, you know, in the He must 18, have been so whatever. brave. Yeah, yeah. He went all down there where he had no yeah. idea what he was going to find. With, uh, what was his buddy's name? What was? Pothead. Pothead. <laughs> <laughs> Pothead. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Buckethead, but it's, yeah, it's Pothead. <laughs> with, a, with a boy named Pothead that he convinced. You know, it's probably not hard to convince a Pothead just to go do anything with you. <laughs> He's like, hey, Pothead, I've, I've just seen a bajillion bats flying out of a hole. I went over and peeked down in it. It looks like it's a long way down. Uh, you want to go down in there with me? Yeah, man. <laughs> That sounds awesome, man. Yeah. It was, he wasn't that kind of pothead. You think they'll have sandwiches down in the bottom of it? <laughs> oh, so that was something fun we did is you can eat down there in the caverns. Mm-hmm. So we had sandwiches, and it was just such a cool experience. But then at the end, 
So, you know, they have a natural entrance to the cave. You can take an elevator or you can use natural mm-hmm. entrance. That's well, when Pothead went down. Smart people hike down the natural entrance it's and then they take field. the elevator out. Well, we took the elevator well, down and we hiked out the natural entrance. But we didn't want to have to wait 45 minutes for an elevator. Well, um, it was eight stories high of walking. Switchbacks. Uh, all of these switchbacks uphill and i thought i was gonna have a heart attack i thought i was in better shape than that yeah and there's our five-year-old just climbing up no problem she power walked the whole thing (laughs) it was pretty awesome and we were calling out to the kids saying wait we 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 need a break you know they thought we were pretty pathetic but we made it It was cool high five and i no heart attack. One, one of my favorite things (laughs) i i took a high i took the same flashlight in that the tour guide had a high-powered LED flashlight. You must have felt, like, in that moment, did you feel how you felt whenever you found out you were related to a pilgrim? Yes, I did. I was so proud for you. I was like, yes, I have a very powerful flashlight. Yeah, you're practically a, a ranger. Yeah. I, could just, I grabbed a group of people and I said, I'm really into the stories. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to go back. And Adelaide and Sawyer want to do those crawl-through ones, so we'll go back and yeah, do it when they're cool. older. Yeah, it seems like it might be. Good and way we'll we'll leave you at home. Good way for me to get hurt. No, it was. It was she really said neat. sometimes people get stuck. Did you hear her say that? No. Somebody asked her, "Does anybody ever get stuck?" No, on I didn't know. She's like, it's usually all in the mind. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I could see how it could all be. I could see how it could all be in the body, <laughs> getting stuck. <laughs> I wonder if they, you know, if if they, do they have physique requirements before well, you they can make, go through there? I think what they do is they make sure that you can, they have a, you know, a mock-up of what you, what you have to crawl through. Oh, and they make sure you can crawl through it? Really? So, it's kind of like the Texas Giant where they have the chair out in front and if you can't get the bar down, you can't ride the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that would be so humiliating. I know. Yeah. But that's just how. Co- so that's two two Six Flags references, right there. I, I, I really have. You've missed I've really it. Missed going to Six Flags, yeah. but until they get that Spelunker cave back, <laughs> I've missed it too. I'm ready. Well, to yeah. I just think you know we we needed we had other things you know, but I'll I'll say this about the the Six Flags tickets. It is the if you're going to go to Six Flags and you live out in the boonies like we do, you're an idiot if you don't buy a season pass. Right. You know, because for for those of us that don't live in the zip codes that are, you know, sort of immediately surrounding that theme park, ours is in Arlington, they'll make a deal with you uh, to sell you a reduced rate season pass. You know, you get discounts, I guess, based on your zip code. And it's cheaper than a park ticket. And and we like to just go and see how many times we can go to Six Flags so we make sure we really got our money's worth. Yeah, we we like to feel like we're ripping them off. Yeah, because because we won't buy food in there. We starve the kids, yeah. and we just get we just like, drink free we're water. Only gonna, we're only gonna eat. <laughs> we're only gonna eat one time today, but we're gonna drink a lot of water. <laughs> no, there's there's probably some ways. So I think what we'll do, you know, I've, I've been brainstorming this. It's it's interesting when I tell you something on the podcast that I haven't told you otherwise, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you think, why is that happening? Well, I'm kind of right now thinking, why would they want to hear your plans for our (laughs) Six Flags tickets? (laughs) I've been surprised at what people have enjoyed hearing us talk about. (laughs) 
because I'm not talking about that one thing. I feel like I'm already winning. So um, <laughs> what I think is, what if we just said, hey, everybody, when these things really go on sale. Oh, get all of all need to buy get one? All of our, get all the kids that will be in the youth group and say, go ahead and buy your ticket now. That's a good idea. And we'll go a couple of times next summer. Yeah. And go after Christmas. I like it. So, And okay. maybe some families could go as well. So. so we have to talk about this major event that just happened in our church. Um, because I don't I, even know what it is. I have to get it out there because, um, Oh, the transplant. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. so we have this sweet lady in our church who needed a kidney transplant and, you know, she's been doing dialysis and she was put on a donor list, you know, and she's been waiting for a donor. Well, so one day she comes into our Sunday school class where Chaz is a teacher, and she's all excited, and she tells us she's found a donor. And we were all just on pins and needles waiting to hear who the donor was. And it is the the last pastor's wife who was there before, <laughs> right before we got there. Renee. Renee, who is just a hero, an amazing person. And anyway, so we we were able to go to the transplant, which happened this week. We were, we were able to go and, Tuesday. They and do, be there. They, you know, they call it at the hospital, Transplant Tuesday. Transplant Tuesday. It's like Taco Tuesday, but with organs. Wow. I don't think you get a discount, though. I don't think there's no a discount. No 99% kidneys. <laughs> so anyway, it was the huge joke at the hospital that, um, you know, the last pastor's wife is giving the kidney, and I was just there hanging out, <laughs> you know, the current pastor's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at least you can just give her some ice chips while she's waiting or something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That has been so hilarious to me. You know, it's like I am the pastor's wife who doesn't give the organs yeah. so far. I mean, you never know. Maybe the opportunity will arise someday when I feel like God's leading me. But it was so interesting. I loved being there because when you're there and, I mean, it's such a monumental thing when you see Here's this lady we know who is saving the life of this other lady we know. It's just yeah. remarkable. And I had been wondering, how in the world do you, you know, come to the place where you know that that is what God is calling you to do? And then we talked to Renee's husband about it, Kelly, and he was saying she really felt like, you know, that she should pray about it. And then she got tested and she was an exact match in every way. Mm-hmm. And... They just knew that it was God leading them, you know, to do that. Yeah, he said uh, she had such a peace about it that I, he said she had such a peace about it. And he just said, okay. Yeah. You know. And so it was so cool because we're there in the waiting room, you know, and he's there in the waiting room. And and there's these two awesome ladies, you know, that we're all just praying are going to be fine, you know, and it's all going to go perfectly. And it did. And they are recovering really well right Mm -hmm. now. And it's just it has been such, I don't know, it's been such a blessing just to see that whole thing go down and know that God has his hand on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and you know, it's one thing that Sonia said after or during the surgery, I don't want to say anything that would violate a confidence. I don't think this would. She, she just said, I, you know, I want to get Renee a gift and I have no, what do you get somebody that does this for you? You know, yeah. how do you repay them? And I, I was talking with uh, Renee's husband, Kelly, and I said, you know, that's Sonia was asking what kind of gift, and maybe there's uh, some Kendra Scott 
something or other. I don't know. The, uh, br- transplant bracelets, or they were th- you know throwing out all sorts of ideas to selling you what, what she could get her. And uh, I just said, you know, get her a gift card to the Cracker Barrel. That's always those are always winners. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were Kelly and I were talking. Said, so, you know, it, it's a lot. It's a lot like the gospel when you think about what Jesus has done for us. And how can you, you know, if you think of someone saving your life, doing doing something almost that's unexplainable. Mm. You know, I think too often we think that the mm. we we almost ha- God owes us to forgive us that we have a right to be forgiven by God, yeah. and that everybody has a right to be forgiven by God. No, they don't have a right to be. They have a right to be sent to hell because that's what's fair. But the but God was under no compulsion to save us. And, and when you think of it in terms of that particular surgery, you know, nobody was under any compulsion to provide that organ to Sonia. Mm-hmm. But someone did. They said, I want to do this. I know I don't have to do this, but I love you, and I'm going to do this. Yeah. And, and that, that was a costly gift. I mean, it cost Renee an organ, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was, it, it was neat to be... On, you know, in the transplant area there, you know, because it's really surprising to me. But after they do a transplant surgery for the first visit back in ICU, they let everyone who's there for their loved one who just got the transplant come into the room and see them. It's like a, you know, it's a big celebration, you know, of new life that's been put into this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, gosh, it was so cool. Yeah. That's a neat neat story and hope they can get a I hope a story in in our newspaper could be done about that and and uh, for people to be encouraged by it's really neat but Sonia was in such good spirits that day and Uh, I think she was so happy and I was like oh man she's been has a long road of having she's had to do dialysis and finding out about this condition and all these and it was a real light at the end of the tunnel sort of like when we were getting out of Carlsbad a lot like that problem with the light at the end of the tunnel at Carlsbad is you see the light and then you still have to walk up it on six flights of stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can barely breathe, and you know, but it's, it's good. But yeah, that was a really a neat thing. That was so cool. And she had such a good sense of humor about it, you know, that yeah. I was able to joke with her about yeah. how I was going to. Dang sure, make sure I was sitting at that surgery. Yeah, I, we were talking I wasn't about contributing yeah, the, in any way. The logistics of getting there. And I, and I remember telling, I told Melissa, I said, you know, you don't have to go to this. He's like, oh, yes, I do. It's the least I could do, literally, it's the pastor's wife. So it was good. But maybe, uh, maybe Sonia will, maybe Sonia will listen to our podcast. Maybe Sonia is listening as we speak. Maybe. Sonia, if you're listening, maybe make a comment or something in the, in the comment section. But we were. And everyone well, who's listening, if you if you would say a prayer for Sonia and her recovery, and Renee, and Renee, they're still they're still there, and they're. Mm-hmm. It's just um, such a cool thing. I'm so glad we were able to be there. Yeah, and it was interesting. You, know, you would think, well, what what are y'all doing today? Well, we're driving to Dallas, and that's that's a you know we. It was about a three-hour drive. We had to drop the kids off at grandparents, and you know it was it was a real the surgery took a long time. It was a marathon to to. And you go to it, and then they're they're waiting, and you would think, okay, we're going to go to surgery. Well, that doesn't seem like a very good way to sp- a very pl- fun way to spend your day. It's probably a good way. It's not a fun way to spend your day. You would think you know, yeah. you're just going to go sit at a surgery and just be there. But because we were with church members and people that love the Lord, 
and people that really had good senses of humor. Yeah. You know, we were sitting there and whenever and having a blast and, and you'd think, well, I haven't felt I haven't felt bad about how much fun I had at the transplant surgery because we, we were trying to crack Sonya up and keep spirits high and everything. But we were having a really good time. And, uh, you know, and I was thinking, am I, am I being, you know, serious enough <laughs> for an organ transplant? <laughs> but I was like, look, you know, my mind is, just don't think about what's actually about to happen. Because yeah. if I start to think about what's actually about to happen, I, I, I can't handle the blood. The things like that, you know, people, yeah. people, they start describing procedures and they're like, and then we put a Band-Aid on the cut. I'm like, stop it. I can't handle it. <laughs> I get like that. It's weird. I can endure great weird things happening to me. But yeah. if someone else is talking about, you know, cutting themselves, and, then, you know, when, when the doctor came out and he was, like, saying what had happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, stop it. <laughs> Chad always kind of gets into as much of a fetal position as you can while you're standing. Ooh, ooh, ooh stop, don't say it. The only, the only thing that does that to me is when people talk about things in their mouth. I cannot handle that. No, Speaking do not talk that, about the crown. I've got the, the no. I had to go back and get... They had to put the temporary crown back Chad. in because the crown didn't fit. Quit. I like this temporary I don't crown. Want to I might talk just want to keep it. this crown. No, let's just quit anyway, talking about that. But uh, so, one the thing that really put me into the standing fetal position was when Sonia was telling us they don't put the kidney where the kidney normally goes when they do a transplant. Yeah, they isn't just kind of they just kind of put it. You just kind of tuck it in the front there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just gotta stick it right there by your bladder. And I was thinking, uh-uh, no, no, stop it! Don't tell me that. TMI. <laughs> but I was, I was that really did shock me. But anyway, I was gonna say, when we left, you said you said, well, you know, that was really fun, or that was really enjoyable. Yeah. You know, for well, because we were with people we love, and yeah, and even like everybody cold, was in high spirits. A cold hospital, you know, hospitals are not necessarily the most pleasant places in the world. But, but Sonia had brought blankets, so Sonya I was had, warm. Yeah, Sonia had blankets. <laughs> <laughs> she she's been cold natured. <laughs> which, speaking of blankets, I've told them that the surgery. I I have invested on behalf of our church with no permission, no permit. No one's given me any permission to do this. It was a pure elder move. Well, it, <laughs> hey, it was a Holy Spirit inspired move. <laughs> See, I was really led by the Spirit. I bought 20 blankets for our sanctuary yes. because I'm tired of seeing women freezing to death while I preach. It's too cold in there. But, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, that's kind of like praise music. It's personal preference. Well, I, I know that's true. But I, but I think, I think that, that in our church, the temperature of the sanctuary is more likely to cause a split than the music. <laughs> Or even, or, or even doctrine. There's uh, there is a weekly battle of the thermostats because I walk in and immediately go up there and look and see what they're set on because it's always like a meat locker in the yeah. sanctuary. Sixty eight, and then the eye rolls ensue. <laughs> Why in the world is it sick? Well, you know, when we get the bodies in here, they're all uh, functioning in ninety eight point seven degrees, and when you get a bunch of heat, you know, everybody's breathing hot air. Once after the second hymn, the place is warmed up. Well, I just want to say all these men with all that meat on their bones just quit wearing so many clothes to church because i I am wearing two shirts and a jacket yeah i'm feeling pretty good and then there's girls wearing sundresses i'm like well you know maybe i'll need to wear some clothes well i am going to forevermore i will be wrapped up in a blanket on the front row so i i I should you know spencer key said we should have um got first baptist only snuggies (laughs) <laughs> and that's not that's not outside the realm of possibility if we see a good clearance we'll just get those boogers monogrammed but I, for now they're nice blankets bigger than what you would get in on an airplane i mean they're they're you could cover your whole body up with them 
I'm so excited. People are going to love that. them in their charcoal gray. I mean, they're going to look so good. <laughs> Monogrammed. But, you know, I have warned you that there is going to be an increase of napping in church mm -hmm. with the blankets. Yeah. But tell everybody your theory on. Yeah, napping. I don't. I never mind people sleeping in church because they could have stayed at home and slept. But they, they cared enough for me or for the Lord. Probably that's more what it is. <laughs> Or they cared enough about not missing church and looking bad. I don't know what their motives are. But they could have stayed at home. Yeah. And they could have slept there. But they made the effort and come and slept came and slept at church. Right. Yeah, we've all we've all done our Because they, they weren't planning on sleeping. No, they it came just plan happens. they planned on staying awake and then once I got a hold of them. Yeah. But you know, there's a story in the Bible where Paul's preaching and uh, you know, I, I can just you can just see it in your mind there, poor Eutychus sitting there in the window and you know whenever you get sleepy in church and you're really trying hard to stay awake and you're but yet you and you're looking at your bible and you're trying to act spiritual and, and, <laughs> and the next thing you know it's like you you're jerking waking up you know you're like oh what was that and then you know and then you're in a minute in a second ago you're getting sleepy and it's it's kind of what cats do when they get really sleepy you notice cats will do the same thing as they get sleep and their head starts to go you know and then and then there's that jerk where you kind of jerk yourself away. Yeah. And, you, and I, I wonder how pronounced that is if you're watching someone do it. I always feel like I'm basically like, like I'm a crash test dummy. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, everyone saw me do that. Everyone just saw me jerk like that. Someone's going to go get a defibrillator. They're going to think I'm having a seizure. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, oh, why can't he, why can't he just say? And then and then like whenever you're sleeping in church, there's one moment that's like the greatest moment of the sleep of I'm trying so desperately hard to stay awake in church. The best moment is when the preacher finally says, "Let's all pray." And then you're like, oh. you're like heads between your legs. You're like, "Oh my gosh, yes, thank you. I'm sleeping." You put your head down. It's like, you know what I'm talking about? You've been there? Yeah. That's all about his. Oh, good. I can take a nap. Please pray for a long time, Pastor. Yeah. I've seen people say, you know, you just, you, the, the ultimate sleeping in church is you've got to work on how it gets to, you. take your Bible and you, you kind of cross your arms. You take your Bible and you tuck your Bible up under your chin and you rest on it that way and that does prevent the jerking. I've done that with a hymn book before. But it's that's a shameful thing to have to do. Um, you, you might as well just you might as well just you know what I would say at first only if you're that tired, you know. Just put your head back. Just grab your blanket, put your head back and take a nap. Once <laughs> <laughs> you be comfortable. That's so funny. Well, and and I've also had the thing where um, the prayer does last a long time, and then they say amen, and it takes you a little while yeah. before it registers. <laughs> Wake up. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, she's under conviction. <laughs> Could not believe she was under such conviction. <laughs> I was, I was, I mean, I'm really praying that was something. <laughs> and they hear her snoring. Oh, she was just snoring. I have heard people snore in church. Yeah. yeah. Sleeping in church. You know, I've heard somebody snore at a funeral. Were you there? No. It was big snoring. Yeah. Big. <laughs> in the middle of a funeral. And his wife didn't even wake him up. I don't know if <laughs> she could hear Was I preaching at a funeral? No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, 
But anyway, that's my theory. I said you you come to, you if you're tired and you come to church, I give you extra points. I don't get mad at you. But well, anyway, we've almost gone about forty five minutes. Do we need to tr- sort of redeem this with a spiritual aspect? Oh, we've talked about some spiritual things. So we talked about sleeping in church. No, we talked about pa- Christian parenting at the beginning. Okay, okay, we got some Christian parenting in. I don't know. So Do you have other spiritual no, things I mean, to I say? No, I mean, it's just something, you know, I, you know, I'm just trying to be instant in season and out of season, Melissa. <laughs> but I, I think uh, what what really has impacted me this week uh, was a study that we did yesterday on the loaves and fishes and, and, a, and sort of how that kind of combined with the, kind of some study I've been doing in the book of Job. Um, the idea that God has got you here, God's got me here, and He desires for us to to partner with Him in His work. He's prepared things for us to do that we might walk in them, and He doesn't need He doesn't need us, but He uses us. And uh, I, I just have been really amazed by that to think that that our life is being used we're useful to god in his work and uh you know whether that's i think mean, it could be a number of different things i guess you could say that could, could maybe giving a kidney um definitely it, it, it's the way that we that we parent that he these are god's children and and uh, at least a, an inheritance from the lord and he his property uh, because he owns everything in the universe and he's given them to us <clears throat> he said this raising of this tiny person is going to be a partnership between us, you know. And he's equipped us to do the to do the work, and and has had us do it. So, I am. If I could be encouragement to you um, this week, hopefully it's not a month. But if I could be <laughs> encouragement to you this week, I would say, you know, uh, go find those loaves and fishes like the disciples did, and bring them to Jesus, and. S- and, and be a part of what he's doing because ultimately the disciples handed out the food and the disciples picked up 12 baskets. Mm. And as I've said before, I heard Randy Vader speak at a conference. Randy Vader is sort of a musical, would you say he's a guru? I mean, he's written a ton of those church musicals for Christmas and Patriotics and all that. Yeah. But I heard him speak one time, neat guy, writes all the, I think he writes lyrics and writes the narration. And I've, uh, he, he was at speaking at a music conference and he was telling us how uh, you know God blesses all the time and the way he said God's always blessing says it's, it's loaves and fishes all the time and so we've kind of had an inside joke on that everything's loaves and fishes all the time but it really is true isn't it if we'll take to God what is what he's given to us we'll, if we'll bring to him um, what we have even though it doesn't seem like a lot to us he's going to take that and multiply that so you you might not feel like you're the best equipped to do whatever it is that God's called you to do. That's kind of the point. Is that he'll get the glory out of it if you bring him five fish and or five loaves and two fish, and whenever he's able to feed everybody with that, he gets the, he gets the glory from it. Yeah. And uh, you get and, and your greatest blessing is that you got to participate in the work with what God was doing. Yeah. So, is that proper redemption for our podcast? I love it. That's what I've been thinking good. about. So, anyway, it's been, it's good to come back and touch base with you uh, on the podcast. Melissa, do you want to say any final words of wisdom? I just um, want to remind you all to go and enter my giveaway. I'm going to post a link to the Facebook page 
so that you can easily find it. It's pinned to the top of the Facebook page. So go and like my page, like and share the post, and and maybe you'll win. All right. And I'll send you some goodies. All right. Sounds like it's time for ice cream and uh, TV and going to bed. All right. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. See y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye.